game is done. Hey, everybody loves Tim Kaye. Let me hear you. Time for Dodger Talk. If you ready for the brand new thing, let me hear you. We break down all the action and give you your chance to react. Tim Kaye's is great. LA's favorite son. 866-987-2570. We are rolling, boy, rolling. It's time for Dodgers Baseball. All right. Dodger Nation. Dodger Talk is brought to you by Chef Marito. Seasoning partner of the Dodgers. By Navian Tankless Water Heaters. For endless hot water, visit tanklessmadesimple.com. And by Chevrolet. By New Roads. And now your host for Dodger Talk, Tim Cates. Well, for the first time this year... The Dodgers get shut out at home. If you can believe it, the Milwaukee Brewers come into the ravine tonight behind Eric Lauer, the left-hander who pitched five scoreless innings, out-dueling Julio Urias, who had six innings on the mound, allowed one run, two hits, punched out seven, but gave up a home run in the fourth inning. The Brewers would tack on three more off of Phil Bickford in the ninth as the Brewers beat the Dodgers four to nothing. Tim Cates here on Dodger Talk on AM570 LA Sports. Thanks for being with us. Our phone number 866-987-2570. 866-987-2570. You know the number. It's saved into the phone. Give us a call. Let's talk about the tonight's game. 866-987-2570 as the Dodgers get a really good effort from Julio Urias tonight and it snaps a streak of 10 games in which he had won a start. And it, tonight, that comes to an end. His first loss since June 12th in San Francisco. And Urias falls to 13-7 and seven overall. He wins six innings, allowed the one run, the two hits, the seven strikeouts, the one walk. He threw 84 pitches. And I mentioned on the clubhouse show, when he left, yeah, 84 pitches, six solid innings. But you never felt like he had those stressful innings. In the second, he had a leadoff walk. He had a hit-by-pitch, but he got out of it only on 21 pitches. So it wasn't an empty-the-tank kind of an inning. It wasn't an inning that kind of threw him off tilt or going the rest of the way. He had six really good innings, gave up a home run on a 3-2 fastball to Luis Odias. Other than that, he pitched really well. 84 pitches, and I said it again earlier, this was an outing. He went far enough, and where the Dodgers are at in the standings, where the Dodgers are at at this point of the season, being August 22nd, no need for him to go out there. In a one nothing game, you figure the Dodgers' offense is going to get it going at some point, just on what they've been doing it all season long and the amount of comeback wins the Dodgers have here in 2022. They didn't, but if you're Dave Roberts, I get the, the thinking. 84 pitches, he's sitting good, he struck out... Two of the four batters he faced in the sixth inning, he gave up a single there, just a second hit all night that he gave up. 16-pitch, sixth inning. No need to send him back out there, get the pitch count up into the 90s, near 100. Why? It's a one nothing game. You have an 18-game lead in the division going into tonight. And you have to keep in mind where he's at individually and where the team's at on August 22nd. 24 start. His innings are now over 130. Last year, a career year, 20 wins, 32 starts, 185 and two-third innings pitched. You got to keep all that stuff in mind. And for Julio Urias, no need to make him go deep into a game in August, especially with this padded lead. So I get it. 
Some people on social media wonder why Dave Roberts with the early hook. Why are you taking out Julio Diaz in a one nothing game when he's done everything pretty much on cue except for that home run that he gave up to, Juli- to Luis Urias, no relation. Well, circumstances were what they were. 84 pitches, six innings, one nothing game. You take him out. I have no problem with it. I completely understand the thinking behind Dave Roberts there. Phil Bickford tonight, another rough outing. Gave up a couple of dodge or a couple of uh, doubles. He gave up a home run. Walked a batter. Hit a batter. He struggled as the Brewers scored three runs in the ninth inning and go on to win four to nothing. Something that maybe keep an eye on is Phil Bickford and the the innings he's starting to put together. Some good, some bad here. The second half of this season. The other big news for the Dodgers today, in case you missed it, Max Muncy given a contract extension through 2023, that's next year, and now an option for 2024. So the 31-year-old, second baseman, first baseman, third baseman, left-handed power hitter, he has struggled. That's that's no secret. We've seen what he did the first few months of the season, but what he's done in August, the last 21 games, 315 average, seven home runs, and 16 ribbies, compared to the 158 average the first 79 games of the year. So he has flipped the switch, and I don't think it's a coincidence that the Dodgers this afternoon announced the contract extension for Max Muncy. Apparently they've been working on it for several weeks and had agreed upon it, but today it was officially announced. I get it. If you're Max Muncy, you don't want a contract extension announced and you're hitting 158 and got less than 10 home runs and haven't driven in more than 31 runs. I get it. You don't want that out there. He has flipped the script, though. He has changed his stance. He's got that little step with his left foot. In the month of August, hitting 333, seven home runs, and an OPS over 1,000. Yeah, I think today is a good day to announce a contract extension for Max Muncy. The other news and notes to pass along, and this is another positive for the Dodgers. Tonight, Bruce Dar Gratterall comes back off the injured list. We're hearing Blake Trinan is on the horizon to make his return to the Dodgers bullpen. Clayton Kershaw. A sim game today out of Dodger Stadium. He threw a three-inning sim game, meaning he up and down three times, pretending like he's pitching in a game. Get used to that. He'll throw another sim game on Saturday in Miami when the team's down there to take on the Marlins, looking to stretch it out to four. And if everything checks out after that, Dave Roberts pregame today saying that Clayton Kershaw will bypass any kind of rehab assignment in the minor leagues and will be reinstated next homestand. Assuming, again, everything continues to trend in that direction, and he checks all those boxes to make his return. So that is great news on the Clayton Kershaw front, and certainly for Max Muncy, happy to see him get a contract extension for another year with the Dodgers. He wants to be a Dodger for the rest of his career. 866-987-2570. Let's go out to the phones. Eric, leaving Dodger Stadium tonight. Not the outcome the Dodgers wanted, but uh, certainly uh, a disappointing night for the Dodgers. Yeah, it was been great talking to you. Um, just a couple of things on um, obviously, uh, I, I wish we would have had more run support for Julio. He he pitched good except for that one pitch that he gave up the homer to. But um, and I totally get you know we got two runners on base and they're you know based on history, just like you said, mm-hmm. um, they try to test um, Yelich's arm. But yeah. if you're also going to go to history. JT's not the fastest guy in the league anymore, and especially with the hammy issues that he's had. But I get it. It's two outs. Mm-hmm. Let's take the risk. It's got to be a perfect throw. The other thing, man, I, my heart goes out to Bigford, man. I mean, I was sitting um, pretty close to uh, 
the Dodger dugout and just the, his face, man, it just said it all. And just the way that he just dug his face into the glove. I just felt bad for the kid, man. I, you know, everyone, I think, you know, rooting for him and stuff, but it's just tough. And in that inning, uh, we've got one, we're down one run, hoping, hopefully that the Dodgers who this year are just amazing at coming back. Yeah. And uh, you think a one round, a one run uh, lead is not insurmountable. Sure. But then just, uh, man, I just felt bad for Bigford, man. And I just, I don't know. Do you think that possibly this outing and just what he's been producing lately might mean this guy's, on a short leash, maybe getting DFA'd soon? What no, do you think? no, no, no. Don't think so at all, Eric. I appreciate it. I'm, I'm looking at his, his his season right here in front of me, and you look at it, every five or six games, he he has a blip. Every five or six games, he has one of these outings where he'll go in inning and give up three runs on two hits, including a home run and a couple of walks. Did that back in July against the Cubs on July 10th, and then came back out and had really good outings against the Angels and the Cardinals, but then again came back against the Giants and gave up three runs on two hits, including a home run and had a walk. Then he had a stretch of, what, looks like eight games here before he even gave another run. And then he gave up a couple of runs to the Twins. It was on August 9th against Minnesota. That time he gave up two runs in an inning of work, including a home run. But since then, he's put up putting up zeros, except for tonight, where he had another blip. So if you look at his trend here, you just kind of go back and look at what he's done in July and June and in May since he joined this team. It, it seems to be a trend of four or five games, gives up a couple of runs, two three games, give up a run, then he puts up more zeros. So hopefully this is just one of those blips. And again, it's, it's kind of crazy you look at his season. If it was like a graph, it'd just be flat, then up, then flat again, then up. It just every so often he has these games. And let's just chalk that up to – Tonight being one of those games in which he gives up three runs and just didn't have it. Back-to-back doubles, gave up a home run, hit a guy, walked a guy. He got out of it, giving up three runs in the ninth inning and kind of putting the game out of reach at four to nothing. But going back to what you had to say about um, Justin Turner and, and the play at the plate way back in the second inning tonight, I have no problem with Dino Ebel sending him at all. Christian Yelich is an average outfielder with a – at this point in his career, I would say average to below average arm. We saw it last week in Milwaukee, and, and Rick and Charlie talked about it. He basically threw a changeup home at a play at the plate. It was like 73 miles an hour. Based on that, based on the way he's been playing defense this year, a base hit to left, even though it was a, a hard hit ball by Gavin Lux the other way, and Justin Turner's just touching third when Christian Yelich gets the ball in left field, I absolutely would send t- Red Turn to send him home because it was going to take a a perfect or a one hop throw right at the catcher to get Justin Turner. And you know what? Christian Yelich threw a perfect one hop right to the catcher. Bang bang play at the plate. Just gets Justin Turner by a beat, and he's thrown out at home. That's the risk you take, though. I have no issue with Dino Evil doing that. And certainly you don't want Justin to get hurt running around third, but I, I have no problem setting Justin Turner at that point. I, I think that's the right move with two outs. Gavin Lux coming through with a base hit to left. Christian Yelich is going to need to make a great play. He did. You tip your cap to him. He also made a couple of great catches in left field uh, in tonight's game. So I don't know what he ate. I don't know what's gotten into his system. Maybe a little return home to Southern California since he is from Westlake. And uh, that boosted him up a little bit and, Made some great plays in left field. So you tip your cap to Christian Yelich. He had a an RBI uh, double tonight. 
helped get the Brewers a win. They're in a playoff fight. They're a game and a half back now of the Cubs. So they're trying to get into October baseball. Meanwhile, the Dodgers on the flip side, Julio Diaz. Dodgers are not in any fight in the West. Dodgers have run away with the division. And for Julio Diaz, 84 pitches, one run, pitched well over six innings, seven punch outs, one walk. I go back to him being taken out. Maybe a little earlier than he thought. Maybe a little earlier than expected from Dodger fans. But I got no problem with that. The way he pitched tonight, he didn't have any stressful innings. He went out there and was dealing. Gave up the one run, the one mistake on the 3-2 fastball to Luis Urias. No relation. On the fastball down the middle of the plate. I'm sure he wanted that back. And if you were watching on TV, Julio, as no relation Luis, was running around the bases on the home run trot. Julio was shaking his head like, yeah, hey, he got me. He got me. I left it out there, 3-2 pitch, make him work, make him put something in play, and turns out he puts it over the fence, and the Brewers take a one nothing lead. So you tip your cap to Luis Odias, Christian Yelich, Eric Lauer. The Brewers tonight put it together, and they shut out the Dodgers. First time this season the Dodgers have been shut out at home, just the sixth time all season that the Dodgers get shut out. 866-987-2570, 866 866- Nine eight seven two five seventy. Eric Lauer, the win. He's now nine and five. He's now seven and one in his career against the Dodgers. He's becoming a Dodger killer. Julio Urias, thirteen and seven overall in the season. His first loss since June twelfth. Even though his ten game winning streak comes to an end. How about this? Julio Urias lowers his ERA to two thirty six on this season. Before we get back out to your calls, let's get to Jose. It's time to go around the horn with Jose Mota. All right, Jose, a couple of things. One of the callers just brought up uh, the sending Justin Turner home in the second inning with two outs on the Gavin Lux base hit the left field. Christian Yelich made a good play, made a perfect throw, and you tip your cap to him. I don't have any issue with Dino Ebel sending him there. Do you? Oh, I, I love that play. Uh, Dino Ebel is one of the best in baseball for that reason. Dino knows how to pick his spots. Uh, right now, as you mentioned uh, and explained quite clearly, you know, Christian Yelich, when he came up with the Marlins, he was – a well-respected, above-average fielder, mm-hmm. ranger, and thrower. Those days are gone, and we all know he's had a lot of uh, physical issues happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we saw what happened in Milwaukee last week. So you got to send him there. He just happened to make the right throw. And anticipating, by the way, it, credit to him, that the Dodgers had tested him over there in Milwaukee, and he made uh, an adjustment and got behind that baseball and made a perfect throw. I mentioned it about Julio Urias. He goes to six innings, one run, two hits. Seven strikeouts. Didn't have a stressful winning, I thought, the entire game tonight. A one, two, three, fifth. Comes back out. Gets back-to-back punch outs in the sixth inning before a base hit, before getting a ground ball to get out of the sixth inning. Left the game after 84 pitches. I don't have a problem with him coming out of the game. Dodger fans want him to go back out there in a one nothing game and, and try to get that pitch count up and go out there and pitch the seventh. With an 18-game lead in the division, being late August, the inning's starting to pile up. I don't have a problem with Dave Roberts saying, you know what, enough's enough, good outing, we're going to the bullpen. Man, how good is Julio Rios? I did not have a problem with that either because, you know, much different than, you know, situations I was in previously, mm-hmm. you're managing now not for the next month. You know, <laughs> you're managing for the next two months. Right. It, it makes a big difference, you know, in, in the years when I saw Mike Socha do this and, you know, his team was going to the playoffs, he did the same thing because they understand you know the stress level that there is. You have to you have to balance out the the the, the keeping you sharp and competitive mm-hmm. versus not getting the best out of you and you know exploding you in late August when you know that uh, your best innings are going to have to be in October. 
But uh, it's those things where also, as a pitcher, you want to stay in there because you don't you don't see the end of the line. You don't see anything but today. I want to take care of these guys. I feel good. Julio was quite economic again. Julio has been one of the best in baseball uh, in terms of being, just being economical and attacking the zone. And he just continues and to show us that he's a thinking pitcher. I mean, in his in his explanation, I'm making adjustments on the mound. And I asked him the other day about his expression, and I, I read his lips the other day saying, you know, in Spanish he's saying, estás muy parado, estás muy parado. You know, you're standing up too much, standing up too much. And he goes, yes, I have to give myself a little reminder. I'm sometimes <laughs> a tap on my back leg because those are the things that get me back to where I need to be without having to worry about the last pitch, that something didn't go my way. Um, but Julio has to be kept as fresh as possible. We know he is your number one guy against any number one, and he showed it again here tonight. Gavin Lux, two for four. Justin Turner, two for four. I love the hitting tonight from Justin Turner in the DH spot. First time up, they, they put the shift on him, and he gets a ball in the outer half of part of the plate and just goes the other way with it for the first hit of the game for the Dodgers to right field. Next time up, he comes up, and he hits a pitch on the inside part of the plate, and he pulls it for a base hit to left. I mean, a, a professional hitter in Justin Turner, no doubt about it. Two for four tonight, batting three seventy-five during a four-game four little mini hitting streak here uh, for old Red Turn 2. He's now hitting two fifty-eight on the season. Uh, I know at the beginning of this season, it seemed like he was a little tentative about the, the DH spot and trying to figure it out and get used to not playing defense and just being a hitter. But it seems like he's figured it out now, Jose. Yeah, to me, it's good for him. I mean, uh, there's been more days of DH at third base, and there's a reason for that. And mm-hmm. I think um, – you know, players are reluctant at first to say, oh, I'm a DH now, I'm going to be tagged and labeled that way. But, no, there's a reason for that. And, mm-hmm. you know, the reason is, obviously, uh, to keep his legs fresh. You see, the way he's playing third base, by the way, he can, he, he shouldn't envy anybody. His range to his right, to yeah. his left coming in. Uh, he's got a great arm, obviously, and throws strikes to the first base. But um, for Justin Turner, one thing that I, you know, I, I truly went back to is when he got a little close to the plate, for a guy that is that much on top of the plate, with his bag leg especially, mm-hmm. and have the leg kick, he is so on time. <laughs> I mean, his his front foot lands on time. He is not a body-type hitter, even though he does have the big load-up. His hands are so nice inside the zone. He showed it today, going the other way, going on the pull side. And watch his batting practice, it's, it's the same thing. Um, you know, and you know, in general, beyond Turner, and uh, Trey Turner, by the way, hit a couple balls that um, in any other day is going to be a basic couple liners to left field. But, you know, in general, moving past the Turners, it was Eric Lauer to me. He, yeah. he somehow, as you mentioned, has their number, has had it for years. Um, he got a little fastball happy. They chased the fastball out of the zone. He um, got away from the car a little bit more. But uh, you and I talked about this before the game. My, my, my little concern was, well, the Dodgers did against lefties or didn't do, better put, against their lefties <laughs> over in Milwaukee. And it came back again today. They have done the best job, I would say, this season from the left end of pitchers in scouting and repeating pitches the same with the Panthers against the Dodgers and any team they've played so far. Jose, final thing. I want to ask you about Albert Pujols. Tonight he hit home run number 693 in Chicago against the Cubs. He is seven away from 700. He's having a blistering month of August as their designated hitter. He's four away from passing A-Rod. He is, uh, again, seven away from getting to 700. He would join Babe Ruth, Hank Aaron, and Barry Bonds as only four players with 700 or more home runs. It's just a matter of if, right, when, as opposed to when he gets there. I mean, he's going to get there. He could do it against the Dodgers next month at Dodger Stadium. 
Can you imagine that? Ooh. Oh, my goodness. As beloved as he is here in this ballpark, T.O. Albert coming here and doing oh. that? Wow. And, that, you know, for years I always said never count against number five, never doubt number five. He, he's going to find a way to give any season a magical twist to it like he did last year too. And, you know, the Angels thought he was done, and he wasn't. Mm-hmm. Of the Dodgers uh, against lefties this season again, I mean, he's even better against lefties this season than he was last year. And I had a chance to talk to Albert tonight and, you know, he just playing the game, and uh, he reiterated it again. Hey, if if I am one home run away, this is it. I'm I'm done. Really? And he said it. Yes, he says I'm time and time again. He told Bob Nightingale this, uh. um, and he told me this tonight. He goes, you know what? It doesn't matter. I've had a nice career. I'm not just gonna hang on to hang on. Um, beyond that, God has blessed me. And uh, but Albert doesn't surprise me what he's doing. Look at the bat that he's hitting. Look at the ball that he hit today. I oh, mean, yeah. High fastball. Uh, the guy knows how to hit. And turn the, let's, let's give credit to the Cardinals, too, and the way they've been utilizing him, yeah. which has been very proper to not expose him against certain guys. But they know lefties on the mound, even the third inning, he's <laughs> all the other day, they're going to bring him in. Yeah. Seven home runs away. He's got to get there. He has got to get to 700. We sure hope so. We want to yeah. see that. We want to see it this season. No doubt about it. Jose, I appreciate it. We'll talk to you on the pregame show tomorrow. Anytime, brother. Good night. All right, there he goes. Jose Mota. Dodgers lose to the Milwaukee Brewers four to nothing as Eric Lauer goes five shutout innings for the win. He's now nine and five. Julio Urias, the tough luck loser. He wins six innings, allowed one run on two hits. One of those is a solo home run to Luis Urias. Seven punch outs, one walking through eighty four pitches. Kept the Dodgers in the game. He gets the loss, though. His first loss since June twelfth in the against the uh, San Francisco Giants for the Dodgers. The first time this year they get shut out at home as the Dodgers lose for just the 16th time at home at Dodger Stadium this year. Ken in Newport Beach. Ken, how you doing, buddy? Hey, I'm Ken. A couple things. First off, Jose Mota is really good at baseball. Yes, he is. I mean, he is one smart guy. Um, next thing, Tim, mm-hmm. don't go down any slides, please. Oh, I will not. I will not be doing that. For <laughs> and, sure. And, you know, I hope... You know, I hope the uh, surgery went good today. It did. For, it, that's good. And yep. if he's listening, I just want to tell you, buddy, you are one strong dude. I mean, I had back surgery four months ago, and when I walked from my garage to the front door, I'm crying. Mm. You're just one tough dude, man. And I just, it, I was amazed that you were back out there after all of that. <laughs> so, a couple of quick things about the game. Okay. Um, I have to disagree with you, Bickford. When Trinan comes back, Bickford's gone. To put a guy with a 509 ERA in at the ninth inning in a one nothing game doesn't make sense. I know we're way ahead, but I, I just have no trust in Bickford. Somebody's got to go when Trinan comes back. Who else you got? Um, the other thing is we all love Chris Taylor, but, but. he's played 68 games. He now has 123 strikeouts. Mm-hmm. If you played a whole season, you're talking 240 and a break in the all-time strikeout record. Right. And since he's come back from the injury, he's hitting under a buck and a half. Mm-hmm. And again, we we I love the guy, but the strikeout problem is just getting worse and worse. And I'm a Thompson guy. I just want to see Thompson on the field against lefties and righties. But yeah. that's just my personal thing. Yeah, Ken, I appreciate it. We've got to run. We're up against it, but I appreciate it. Hope your back is feeling better, and uh, I'm sure Dave is listening. If not live right now, he'll be listening on the podcast. So we'll, tr- we'll talk to you soon, okay? All right, there he goes, Ken in Newport Beach. Real quickly about Chris Taylor. When Max Muncy was struggling, Dodger fans wanted him out of the lineup. Dodger fans wanted him released. 
He gets a contract extension. He's one of the hottest hitters in baseball in the month of August. Chris Taylor, I have to assume he's going to figure it out at some point. I know he's struck out a lot. I know he's on track. If he were playing a full season, as Ken mentioned, and healthy, he'd have over 230-plus strikeouts. I I get it. But Dave Roberts is not giving up on him like they didn't give up on Max Muncy. Trace Thompson is hot. He's the flavor of the month right now. I get it. But you can't give up on CT3. He had big hits last October. He's had big hits and big defensive plays for you in postseason play. And they're going to need him come October. For whatever role he has in October baseball, they're going to need him. And so over the next six and a half weeks, it doesn't hurt the Dodgers to have him out there when a left-hander's on the mound. It doesn't hurt him at all to have him in the lineup and get as many ABs to try to get out of whatever he's in, try to get on a little hot streak, and get going at the plate. Because certainly look what he did tonight, diving catch over the short wall, short wall along the left field line. Great defensive play. He's a great defensive outfielder. Can play the infield. Certainly his bat is an issue right now. There's no doubt about it. But you can't give up on a guy. When you got now a 17-and-a-half game lead with six-and-a-half weeks to go, you got to give him some some room here. you got to give him that that landing pad there to try to figure it out. All right, let's go out to Eric and Hollywood. We're going to wrap things up with Eric and Bill, our final two calls real quick. Eric, go ahead. Dodger Nation. Yo, Tim. Julio Rias, El Torito. Bomb didn't get his win today. Dodger bats went silent, man. I'm real bummed out about that. As the unofficial president of the Cody Bellinger fan club, Belly is chillaxing. L.A., Trust me, he's going to turn it on. That bottom of the ninth at bat, I was really feeling it. Tough pitch count on him. And, yo, man, you're right. Uh, Tim, thank you for bringing that up. Munchie, we didn't, you you know, Doc didn't give up on him. And Munchie turned it around, and he put things together, and he's looking fantastic. And a contract extension to him. Good luck to him, man. Good job, Munchie. You've been killing it, man. You're the glue. Munchie is absolutely the glue of the Dodger team. When he's hitting... Everybody's figuring it out. And CT, man, oh, epic, epic catch in Milwaukee, man. I will not forget that. I will not forget a bunch of things that CT has done. So that other caller, Tim, and you part, hey, bro, relax. You know, you got to roll with it, you know? It's it's a tough thing. But, uh, Tim, tell me, can the the Brewers be rolled up by the Dodgers, man? Because the Brewers are starting to concern me, Tim. They're starting to concern you? Yeah, man. I mean, they've been, they gave it to us pretty good, man. They, they split a series with us. The Dodgers are a juggernaut. We're the beast of the NL, man. They are. These guys are gaming us. All right, Eric, I appreciate it. They're five games back in the Central. They're a game and a half back of the third and final wild card behind the Padres, who are idle tonight. So they pick up a half game. They're a game and a half back now. They've got their own fight that they're in the middle of right now. I don't think they're going to catch uh, the Cardinals in the Central. Not Not the way the St. Louis Cardinals were playing, but... They have a shot at catching the Padres, who are, you know, playing 500 baseball over the last 10 games. So that's going to be an interesting race the final six and a half weeks of the season. Daniels Jewelers Home Run Forecast wants to congratulate Alareza Samalaka of San Diego, who receives a $50 Daniels Jewelers gift card for playing for your chance to win a $50 gift card. All you got to do, it's free, go to am570lasports.com, keyword home run. Bill. In the desert, in Phoenix, is our final call tonight here on Dodger Talk. How you doing, Bill? Oh, thanks for taking my call. Sure. Yeah, I heard your response about the Chris Taylor situation. Mm-hmm. So I'll make it pretty uh, quick. My question is, what if he doesn't figure it out? 
Is well, he left off? Is he kept on the playoff roster, or is he not? That's a, that's going to be one of the hard decisions the Dodgers brain trust is going to have to make, Phil or Bill. And I appreciate it. That's going to be a tough call because when we get to that final week of October and the Dodgers play those final six games against the Colorado Rockies at Dodger Stadium, and they got put together that twenty-six man playoff roster. They've got to figure out pitchers. They got to figure out their bullpen. They got to figure out which position players they're going to carry and which bench guys they're going to carry. So it's going to be uh, an interesting mix, and I think they're going to see it be series to series. Whoever the Dodgers get in that first opening round that they get in the divisional series could be different than the NLCS. Could be different from the World Series, depending on matchups and who they're facing. Certainly, so um, that'll be a big part of it: matchups, starting pitching, who they'll be facing. Left-handed dominant, right-handed dominant, who is going to be in the divisional round, we'll find out. But at that point, we'll see, is it going to be Trace Thompson um, and Chris Taylor at a right-handed bench, or is it going to be more of a left-handed heavy bench with a Joey Gallo and crew? So, yeah, decisions are going to have to be made. You have a lot of guys producing. You know, you always talk about it. It's a 40-man roster, and over the course of 162 games, Dave Roberts always says it in his uh, annual meeting in Camelback Ranch inside that Dodger clubhouse when all the players are gathered, he looks around at everybody and says, everybody in this clubhouse is going to contribute. At one point or another, each and every one of you are going to be a part of this Dodgers team and a part of a win. And that's what's happened. Everybody's been a part of this team. Little, big, long stretches, short stretches. Think about Trace Thompson. Wasn't even on this team to start the season. He's been huge. Joey Gallo since coming over. What do you do with him? Chris Taylor, his struggles. Max Muncy, a, a month and a half ago, you would have said there's no way this guy's on a postseason roster. Now, how can you keep him off a postseason roster? I mean, there's a lot of decisions going to have to be made come October. I'm glad I'm not the one having to make those decisions, and I get to play armchair GM as far as roster building. But, uh, yeah, I think it's all going to come down to that point the last week of the season. Who's hot? Who's playing well? Who's pitching well the bullpen? Who's got the stamina left for an opening round series? So we'll find out come October. All right. That's going to do it. Thanks to Colin Yee. Thanks for you for listening. If you didn't listen live, hope you're enjoying the podcast, AM570 LA Sports. You can download it on the iHeartRadio app, Dodger Talk, all the pregame, all the postgame, and, of course, Dodger Talk right here on AM570 LA Sports. Our best wishes to David Vasse, who had surgery today on his wrist. DV, thinking of you, praying for you, buddy, for a speedy recovery. He had a surgery. From what we understand, it went well. I'll be in tomorrow night pre and post and I'll be on Wednesday pre and post as we wrap up this homestand against the Milwaukee Brewers Dodgers lose tonight though 4 to nothing to the Milwaukee Brewers Eric Lauer the win Julio Odias the loss Dodgers their first time this year getting shut out at home until tomorrow so long everybody